Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 146. Hello, friends. I'm so glad to have you back today. This is a special episode. I always say that. That's because I think all of our episodes are special. But this one to me was very special because it's with a woman that I've just become dear friends with. And it's funny when you meet a kindred spirit and you just hit it right off. But um, as you all know, we just launched a book recently. Uh, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing. And um, Leslie was a latecomer to the party. She saw a post that I did like months after we were done um, uh, accepting submissions to the book. But we had some delays in production due to my father's passing and other things that happened. So, um, you know, she, when she asked if she could still submit, I was like, why not? Let's see what you got. And it wound up being a hilarious post. And I'm so glad that she contacted me. But we talk about that in the episode today. We talk about a lot of things. We, um, we really, she's the mother of five. We really talked about, you know, differences in children's personalities and nature versus nurture and um, writing about your kids and all kinds of fun stuff. So I won't tell you much more about that because you can listen to the episode to find out. However, I do want to talk to you about our very special sponsor. And this is a super special sponsor. Sponsor because unlike most sponsorships, and this is why I don't make any money in my Lose the Cape business, is because I gave away this sponsorship, but I'm really passionate about this project and my friend Caitlin. First of all, I met Caitlin live and in, in real person, got to hug her, got, I think we were at the same table, no, we weren't at the same table, we were at tables next to each other, at the Boss Mom Retreat um, last October, which I talked about ad nauseum um, the two boss mom retreats when I went to but if you are a mom who's an entrepreneur trying to raise a business and trying to raise a family at the same time um, I love the boss mom environment it's so um, it's so great for people who are just starting out in their businesses and need help and support from other women who are in that same atmosphere of um of having small kids and trying to figure it all out and and you know I attribute a lot of where I am in my uh, right published cell and my publishing business due to Dana Malstaff and um the boss mom community uh look at there there we go two ads for free there but shout out to Dana and the boss mom community she's got another retreat happening in California in October and if you can make it it will change your life and your business but anyway Anyway, I met Caitlin at the second one. Um, she's just, a, 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 I had known her via internet for a while before that. She is uh, Caitlin Pierce. She runs a, a successful social media company. And um, I saw her starting to work on a children's book, which obviously piqued my interest because I publish books and I've recently started publishing children's book. In fact, we have a wonderful a uh, book coming out in September, Princess Monroe and Her Happily Ever After, which you should totally ask me about if you have a little girl or a little boy and want to um, get an advanced review copy of this amazing book about a princess who doesn't need a prince to find her happy ever after. There we go, a third ad. <laughs> I'm just throwing them in there um, and all just out of the goodness of my heart. Um, no, so Caitlin uh, is was writing this book, so I, my interest peaked up, and I wanted to see what she was doing. And um, not only is it the cutest book ever, but it comes with this adorable stuffed um, binka bear. And the 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 concept is that um, 
it's a a a pacifier bear, a bear that you can a bear that will, and a storybook that will help your children um, come off of their pacifier. And it's the cutest little bear. It's got a little pockets in its hands, and you can actually stitch the passy inside the pocket of the bear. And so they get to keep the bear with them, and they get to keep that that security feeling of having that that passy with them, but it's not in their mouth anymore. And the reason this really just called to me was because my my first and third child children they really didn't care about the pacifier, but my second child was addicted to her passy. And she would not go to sleep without it. She would not anything without it. And I just, it was a not fun transition when we had to uh, have the Passy Fairy come and get it away. But, um, you know, at some point you have to, right? And it was a, it was a unpleasant time in our lives. Let's just put it that way. So when I saw this Binkabara, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is such a fantastic idea. And I can only imagine how much easier our experience would have been had we had this this book and this Binkabear and this way to help us transition through that period. So as you can imagine, not only publishing a book, but publishing a book that comes with a beautiful stuffed animal, which by the way, head over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 146 and you can see a picture of the bear. You can get the links and everything, but it's the most adorable teddy bear. But to produce something like this costs a lot of money. So Caitlin has started a Kickstarter campaign to raise the funding to um, to produce this bear so that they can put it into production and start selling it. So if you can even give 5 or $10 to help them out um if you had a horrific pacifier experience with one of your children or if this time is coming for you uh, you can actually pre-order the book and the bear as part of the kickstarter campaign so it doesn't have to be just a straight donation you can go over there and buy it and it's um she's giving it at a like a 30 percent discount rate off of it so um you know head over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 146 and um, check out the information on our sponsor and please help Caitlin's Kickstarter get this off because I'm I'm excited for her. I'm excited for this business. I think it's something that will help parents greatly. And that's one of our biggest missions here at Lose the Cape is providing tips, tools, and resources to help make this parenting gig a little bit easier. Okay, so then again, Lose the Cape.com forward slash podcast forward slash one four six. And now, enjoy the show with Leslie Blanchard of A Ginger Snap. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another live video. I feel like this is all I've done all day long today. It's just go live, try to go live, try to go live again. Almost pull my hair out and cry in front of everybody when we couldn't get it to work, right? And all kinds of craziness. It is so hot in my office right now. I am sweating. I had to change clothes already and um, I'm still sweating. So just bear with us. Today, I am live with Leslie Blanchard of A Ginger Snap, a really hysterical uh, parenting blog. And we're gonna, you're going to have the opportunity to learn all about uh, Leslie as we get more into this. For those of you who are watching live on Facebook, I see, hey, Janine, hey, Cheryl, 
Um, I would really appreciate it if one of y'all would share this into the event so that people who are participating in the launch day event can see that we are live and, um, and share it all around really so we can get as many people as possible. As soon as I see a few more people show up in here, we're going to give away, do our first giveaway. We've already picked the winner. Leslie picked the winner. We are giving away a print copy of the very first book, Lose the Case, which you can see up here. Let me get it closer. Lose the Cape, Realities for Busy Modern Moms and Strategies to Survive, the book that started it all. This is a great gift for new moms or moms with younger kids. If you're not in that category and we pick your name to win this, which it is Sue Davidson, by the way, I'll say that again in a moment and we will tag her in the event. Congratulations, Leslie picked your name. Um, if you are not the mother of small children and don't feel like this book is applicable to you, you have two options. One, you can either let us send it to you and you can give it to someone that you may know who is in that particular walk of life. Um, donate it to a mom's club, donate it to somebody in your family who has it, or you can decline this gift and, um, we can send you the print version of the latest book if you would prefer that. I will give that as an option. But uh, we'd really love to send out this one. Um, yes, it's a perfect gift for baby showers. It really is. It's kind of funny when Carrie and I wrote the first book, that wasn't at all what we intended it to be because neither of us were new moms. I think my youngest was two when we started writing it. So we were out of that phase. But as we really put it together and as we started reading the reviews, we started to realize that it really was, the, the, rev the reviews that were coming back were like, this is a great book. I so wish I'd had it when I was a new mom or expecting or had really small children. And we we're like, well, we've just written a great book for moms in an age range that we are not in. <laughs> That's the way it works out sometimes. So with Lose the Cape Teen thing, we've done exactly the opposite. We've written a book for a phase that I have just reached the very entry edge on with an 11-year-old, and Carrie does have a teen, so she's in there. But anyway, okay, we're starting to get some people in here to watch this, so I would like to introduce to you Leslie Blanchard. She um, she was a latecomer to the game, actually. She... Um, saw a post that I made somewhere, somehow, I don't know, I had written something about it, and she sent me a message and was like, oh my gosh, I could be an excellent contributor to this book, have you, have you, and she was even like, I may be being really presumptuous here, but I think I could be a great contributor to this book, and I'm so glad that, that you did that, because you have been an excellent, your essay is hilarious. Your, um, your, just your energy that you've brought to the group has been wonderful. And your enthusiasm about this project is making me cry because I'm so tired. <laughs> so thank you for being here with us. Leslie, tell everybody a bit about you, who you are. Gosh, and I got kind of choked up just now too. <laughs> yeah. Well, mainly because, um, it was, um, Every, it was everybody's losses that we experienced this year that kind of put, delayed this project for you and then actually created, you know, kind of took, you know, took me out of the game for a while. And then I, I think you were apologizing on something where you were saying, sorry, this book is going to be delayed a little bit. And I was like, what book? You know, 
book? Wait, did, someone, <laughs> did someone say book? A mommy book? I, I, I want to write a mommy book. And yeah, so I reached out to you and I was just, it was one of those situations where I thought, well, never, never hurt to ask if her book's delayed, maybe she can throw me in there. I wish just, a, it was just a whim. And I was really excited when you said yes. And so it's been fun. It's been a great distraction. I know um, my Facebook followers and friends and people that read the blog kind of know my situation. So I'm Leslie Blanchard and I'm, uh, I, uh, I used to say wife and mother of uh, five, but I'm a mother of five. My husband um, was killed in January um, in an accident and um, very unexpected. And um, so we have been married for 33 years. I'm getting choked up. I know, so, I know. I'm getting choked up too. I'm um, so, so, so sorry. I swear I wasn't going to do that. Um, <laughs> and I didn't do that this morning when everybody, when there was everybody in the group. So um, anyway, um, our oldest child is 31 and um, our youngest is 17. And um, so um, I do still have teenagers in the house that just kind of like you said, um, uh, you, you end up writing a book after you've experienced some stuff. And anyway, so I, I, we, my original blog that I started four years ago, uh, originally the tone and tenor of it was just very comical about, you know, what it was like to be married to your, your high school sweetheart. Jimmy and I've been together since we were 18. Oh my goodness. And, um, we just had a bunch of kids. We loved raising kids. It was just what we loved to do. And, um, in fact, our youngest child, um, was really all his idea. You know, I, I tell a story <laughs> in my blog about him coming in one day and saying, um, Hey, we're missing somebody. And I said, no, I looked around and I counted four kids. I said, we're not missing anybody. And he said, no, I really feel like there's a, a, a child for us that God wants to give us that a soul that is supposed to be here that isn't. And so I was pregnant pretty soon after that. And we had Tommy. So he just really wanted another baby. So that was our fifth child. But and unfortunately, that was the poor child that opened the door to a police officer um, on the last day of January and Aww. said, um, mom, there's a police officer at the door holding dad's car keys and his wallet um, so, and his cell phone. Aww. So, um, so anyway, yeah, so that's, obviously my blog changed um, yeah. after that. I didn't write anything for a while. Well, actually I wrote his eulogy immediately. Oh, um, Leslie. Oh. Well, I wrote it and I gave it and um, I delivered it um, about four days later. And, um, and, then I, and then I posted it because people kept telling me it was great and they wanted to reread it. And so I was like, well, heck, I'll just post it on the blog. Why not? I guess a little part of me maybe thought I'd be shutting the blog down. So I thought, well, swan song, you know, yeah. and then, um, I don't know, a week or two later, you know, I think when writing's in your blood, it's in your blood. And Jimmy would, wouldn't have wanted me to quit writing. His dream really was for me to, to write a book. Yeah. And so, um, I think a couple of weeks later I posted something about, um, trying to keep his tree alive, you know, you know, something like a letter to him, you know, you'd, you'd be so proud of me. I'm, I fixed the dishwasher or got the dishwasher fixed. It was oh. on Valentine's day. Oh, and um, I said, I'm, I'm, I just paid this guy $372 to fix our dishwasher. You know, I don't know if that was smart. I could have probably bought one for that. And, but I said, I think this guy's my, my Valentine and, and I'm trying to keep this tree alive. And it just, be, they, they became letters to Jimmy and uh, I'm still trying to keep them funny, you know, but, um, but anyway, so, so the blog has changed, <sighs> but um, and now it's really about kind of about, um, raising, you know, the, the last two kids are boys. They're our sons. The first three are girls and they're actually in our twenties. So my current teenagers are, are boys. And, um, so that's, you know, that's, um, that's interesting. He got them almost there. Um, 
but they're still teenagers and um and i've got to finish the job the first two days i i laid on the closet floor curled up like a prawn and tried to figure out if you know i could die too Aww. and i did and um and then i just felt like jimmy would be so disappointed in me and i just could feel him saying you know get your ass off the floor you've got to raise our children and so i did uh, you just pushed me over the edge on that one. I'm sorry, but neither, we both went, I think both of us went to bed at 3 a.m. And we were so geared up about the book. We were jazzed up. We stayed up talking all night long about the book. And then we were all up at 6 a.m. Working out all the techno, technical kinks with the book. And so we're all just tired. I think that's probably why. I'm, it just hasn't you know, stopped since. It, and it just has not stopped all day. It's been a, a it's been a crazy ride. But um, anyway, so um. So we've got Emily, she's 31, and she's our beautiful firstborn daughter. Uh, she's an attorney here in Oklahoma. And then our second daughter, Molly, is 28, and she's an attorney in New York City. Um, and um, our, then we have a seven-year gap, and we have Gracie, and she lives here in Oklahoma City, and she dances for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And she's an NBA cheerleader slash dancer, and um, not an attorney. And uh, in fact, the furthest thing, she's just totally different from her two older sisters. And then um, James is uh, going to the University of Oklahoma. He's 20, no, 19, sorry, 19. He's 19 and um, he is gonna finish up there and go to law school. So we'll end up with three attorneys. And then Tommy wow. is uh, 17. So um, I've got a house full. Well, so, at least I know where to turn to if, if you need some. <laughs> You need some uh, in legal you need trouble. to sue somebody. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's a lot of lawyers in one household. Yeah, Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner are interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, from we're we're coast to coast, so their politics are pretty radically different too. So it's it gets, oh, wow. it gets really interesting in my house. I'm sure. But anyway. Wow. Well, I've enjoyed learning a little bit about Gracie, who your story is about. Um your story just totally tickled us to death um, about spying on your daughter unintentionally. <laughs> and just, you know, she is, she's such a cutie and, um, you know, she, the, it's about the NBA, uh, NBA dancer, right? That's right. Dancer. That's right. And oh my gosh. Um, do you want to tell just a little bit about the story that you have in, in the book? Yes. Gracie's my middle child. And I was telling y'all this morning that she lets me write about her. Um, she's very generous. And um, I think you guys were tickled when I said, um, she uh, actually says, and feel free to embellish if you need to, or exaggerate. She's you know, going to kill you after these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, the truth of the matter is, is I'm like, embellish, exaggerate. I have to kind of dial it down a little bit on some of your stuff. <laughs> So funny. I mean, I, yeah, I kind of tone it down. You know, I go back and sort of censor and edit some of your stories. But um, anyway, um, she had come home one day uh, from the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville before she was um, uh, dancing for the NBA. Uh, she was a palm dancer um, over at the at, for college in Arkansas. And she'd come home one weekend and her, you know, she's like her mom, her devices are never charged. So she, her phone wasn't charged. And she must have used my iPad, but she wanted to be on her Instagram account. And so she downloaded her Instagram account on my iPad so she could stay connected with everybody. 
and I'm sure it's just torture to be home, you know, for the weekend <laughs> with us in Oklahoma. And so she, um, so I, you know, that was that. And I thought nothing of it. And she hugged us and kissed us and left. And later that night I was, uh, you know, writing or reading or I'm not writing, reading or the other one or the other. And, um, all this dinging started occurring on my iPad. And it was like, so-and-so liked whatever your post and so-and-so liked your post and so-and-so liked your post. And I was like, Oh, you know, and since I'm a writer and I post, I was like, Oh, 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 that um, everybody liked and was racking my brain for whatever it was that I had done and started clicking and it was her. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world is this? And what is she doing? And, and I was like, you know, it didn't take me too long to put it together. And I was like, she's downloaded her damn Instagram account on my iPad. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, we just had a little fun with it. I, we just spent really, so, well, that, the, the next morning, I think I said in the post, the next morning, I got up and I couldn't even see my screensaver because so many people had liked my post, like I think 300 people, but it was her, of course, it was just a blanket of, you know, snow flurry. I was avalanche of likes. And I just was like, I've never been like this much in my life and so on and so forth. So I just was kind of a little bit annoyed. So Jimmy and I just spent the entire weekend laying in bed, just watching her on in her life, just following all her friends watching everything her friends were doing, you know, commenting on their posts and, you know, just being her really just living vicariously through her. <laughs> and, um, because, you know, don't download your stuff on my device. I think is what, what a nightmare to a teenage girl to have oh, yeah. parents. <laughs> but she called me and she was like, um, quit, um, quit touching my post with a heart quick. Cause I was like thinking I was like sending her love. Right. And she was like, think it through mom, you're loving my post is really me. My friends think that I'm loving my own post. So don't touch. Um, I'm going to come home and, and um, take my account off your iPad. And it was just, she was basically telling me, just put your iPad down and don't touch it. And I was right. like, no, I'm not, not doing that anyway. So uh, had a little fun with that. I think this is one of my favorite parts about how this book wound up coming together is that there are such a variance of stories and, um, and different types of points of views. Some of some of them are just pure, just pure entertainment, like your story with your daughter. And some of them are more like tips and resources and things of that nature. Um, I've been reading the reviews out there as people have been posting on Amazon. And one of my favorite reviews came from a woman that I don't know, um, which is good. It's nice for me to see people that I don't know actually leaving reviews. That's right. Book. But as she said, she started off by saying, you know, I, I reluctantly accepted a review copy. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> I reluctantly accepted a, a review copy of this book because I don't normally enjoy um reading self-help books. They're usually pretty boring and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, but, and I was like, yes, but she's like, that is not the case with this one. And she went on to explain how she, it was funny and, and she enjoyed the different types of perspectives and the different types of, of, um, I mean, we are, we're also different in, in our approaches to life and our approaches to raising our kids and the type of things, you know, we have list posts, we have funny posts, we have advice from experts on, everywhere from communicating to with your teen to how to keep your teen safe online and all kinds of stuff. And I just, 
I'm really pleased with how the book shaped together in such a, a wide variety of voices that don't come from uh, a, a, you know, a Harvard educated, <laughs> you know, voice. Right. Here's how you should raise your teens, but from people who are actually in it, doing it and explaining why they made the decisions that they've made and how, you know, working through the processes and stuff. But that's right. I agree. Yeah. I think she said something about the Harvard or the Ivy league experts. Yeah. I read that was, was one of the first reviews that came in. And so we were definitely uh, watching those reviews. Yeah. I liked that too. I thought that was great. And that there is such a, you know, there's such a range and a style and, and quite frankly, I have seven years in between, you know, my first set of kids and my second set of kids. Uh, Jimmy and I met when we were 18 and we had the, the first two and I really thought I'd go to law school and um, I just that's decided where <laughs> that's where they get it. And, uh, and from him too, he was, he was the, the same personality type, you know, that liked to, you know, you know, make a point or whatever. And uh, in fact, he could have been a writer. He was my muse. He was always editing my work, mostly telling me to cut, you know, cut, cut, cut. It's too long. It's too long. You're too wordy. You're too wordy. Get to the point and get in and get out. But um, anyway, um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, I got off on Jimmy and lost my train, train uh, well, of thought. We were talking about the different reviews that have been coming in. Yeah. I, I call myself a guest first because, you know, I mean, every family's different. And we, I, we raised our first two different from our last three because the family culture changed. You know, the, the kids are different and the kids, you know, you don't necessarily want to think that as a mother, but you go into it with this set of expectations and motherhood is definitely a lot about managing your expectations. I think that's a lot about the success, especially success raising teenagers. A lot of it has to do with managing your expectations because if you go into it thinking it's going to be this way, I mean, you're just going to be in for a long ride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, ki the, the kids affect the family culture too. So you've got to be ready to change and adjust. And we certainly did, but we were a little more rigid with Emily and Molly and by the time we got to Gracie, James, and Tommy, um, and it wasn't just a gender thing because Gracie was down there in that second set of kids. Yep. We call them the littles. Actually, yep. they're all three bigger than the first two, but um, <laughs> we call them, <laughs> these had nothing to do with size. We call them the littles, but um, you know, they, they were just different. They had different, different personalities and, and we were able to really kind of whittle down our priorities to what really mattered, you know, to us. And it, it became, uh, it had to be about character. It had to kill them. Uh, and it had to be about those two things. And not that we didn't care about things, but it just really had to be about character. Or kill, it had to kill them or we, or we didn't necessarily address it. We didn't really care if they ate and we didn't really care what they wore and we didn't really care how long their hair was. I mean, you know, we're, our cult, I know there's probably a bunch of co-authors in this book that are like, oh my gosh, they let her, who let her in the club? But I mean, it just, but, but I get you on character. Leslie, I mean, you're in oh, the lose the cape crowd. I'm in the lose <laughs> the cape crowd. Kick we are the out. first to say, who the, cares what the kids are wearing? Have on clean would, underwear. Yeah. I mean, if I thought it would kill them, they would get the, you know, they would, I was all over them like white on rice, like right. the Duke on Dixie or I mean, you know, but if, um, or if it was about character, if I thought it was about greed or envy or lying or, you know, any kind of integrity issue, I was, I was on it. But, um, you know, we just didn't, we didn't have bedtimes. We, you know, uh, Jimmy was in the restaurant business, so we didn't have the family dinner that you're always hearing about. He ate at work and I've been on a perpetual diet now. I, an unsuccessful. I've been on the first day of my diet for 35 years and, um, <laughs> the girls eat weird things and the boys eat macaroni and pizza. I mean, you know, so 
we just had a very bohemian culture, but yeah. it changed, you know, it changed with, um, with the second set of kids. So that's why every family is different because I personally experienced two different families just in my own child rearing years. So, well, it's interesting because you had the opportunity to like, you know, parent two children and then have a break kind of regroup, figure out how you wanted to do it and, and come back and do three other um, kids. But I, I will say to you that having three really close together in age, like it's so, their personalities are so crazy. And I have decided that it's totally nature and just a little bit of nurture. Like obvious because Amen, I yes. three kids, I, I swear I'm raising them exactly the same way. And That's right. Same they, DNA, same yeah. uterus, same mom, same dad. I mean, yeah, but they yeah. are so different, and it's you know, unbelievable. If you only looked at my son, you might think that I am a terrible parent and have no discipline with my children, and you know, all of these things. That's right. He's a wild child, and then my second daughter is like, I mean, she she loves to do homework. She loves to read yeah. over for fun. She sits down and does number bonds. Which, if you right. don't know what a number bond is, that's new math. This new mm -hmm. have you know, no idea. You know, no she idea. she she loves doing stuff like that and she's sweet mannered and quiet and and then the, the third one is like hell on wheels. I mean it's just right. everywhere all the time. Go, go, go. And it's like, but I did nothing different with these children. <laughs> and I promise you, moms across the country are nodding their head because every that's everyone's experience. It's like if they've had more than one child, it's like how in the world are these children so different? It's just astounding. And yeah. all five of mine are different, but it blesses my heart when I'm sitting there seeing the similarities, you know, like Molly's like James in this way, or Gracie and James are the same this way, or James and Tommy are the same this way, or Emily and Molly are the same this way. You know, it's just, it's, it's fascinating yeah. and it's fun. And I it's love just, that been, too. It, it's just, it's fun when you see it. Yeah. But, um, no, oh. it's gotta be in nature, but I, yeah. I went into mothering and parenting thinking it was, it was more nurture. I wanted it to be like 90% nurture and 10% nature. Um, because I was a stay at home mom right. and, um, I kept thinking, well, you know, I'm invested in believing that it has so much to do with, with my influence. Right. I mean, that's the stay at home mom thing, you know, is that you've got to believe and justify that you're at home, like really shaping and molding this personality. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it was really enlightening to me as the years went by to realize, you know, not quite as influential as I think, you, you, but you, de you definitely are, but not yeah, as absolutely. much as you think you're working, absolutely. definitely working with what you've been, you're playing the hand you've been dealt for sure. Well, I can see the importance of the nurture. Like I can see how our influence as parents rubs off on them and, and cultivates them in a bigger picture. You know, I mean, all three of my children are very, are very sweet natured and very loving and very uh, generous and, and, and very philanthropic. And I know that that's because those are the values that we try to impart Absolutely. on them. You know, lo lots of loves and hugs and kisses and, and not being mean to people and using kind words and, and giving back to the community. And I mean, from the time they've been little, 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 we've been really involved in very important philanthropic organizations like March for Babies and, and you know, advocacy and all these types of things. So mm -hmm. yeah, I can definitely see the role that nurture plays. But oh, for sure. I tell you what, their little Nature's personality. there too. Nature yeah. is yeah. huge. <laughs> Every one of my kids is a justice seeker almost too much. And, uh -huh. you know, they got that from us, you know, and <laughs> sometimes we're just like, oh, it's too much. It's too much, you know, because they can't stand to see a wrong. They've got to right a wrong. 
yeah. um, you know, and sometimes you just want to say, let it go. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Funny. Well, um, so I asked you when, when we did the group interview earlier, if, uh, if Gracie would be embarrassed by the fact that she was the star of your show. And that's when you told us that, um, or the star of your essay, that's when you told us that she liked you to write about her. But as a mom of five kids, um, what's it, what's it like for you? You've been published all over the place. Do you write about all your kids? How do they, how do they all feel about it? What's that been like as a, as a family? You know, um, it's interesting. The older your kids get, not just for a writer, but, um, setting the, the writing thing aside. Um, I was having this conversation with some women the other day. It isn't just for a writer, but this is applicable to all moms. The older they get, you start naturally accepting their boundaries. I mean, just, just think about it. Like you've got a baby and you just toss him down on the ground and start changing his diaper in front of everybody. Right. I mean, you know, that's just, you don't ask him, you know, do are you, you know, does this make you comfortable? Are you uncomfortable? I mean, he's a five month old baby and you just toss him down and change his diaper. And then you start, you know, as they get older, start being sensitive to all of their, you know, you just, you know, as they grow, you start respecting different aspects of their maturity. Um, so I definitely noticed as my kids got older, they would be going through something and what I might've shared with, you know, over a margarita with my, my tribe, um, on a Friday afternoon, I didn't mention, you know, when Emily was 15, I just thought, I can't talk about that. You know, even though I wanted to, sometimes my friends would be like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, but I, but I wasn't okay. I was upset, but I just didn't necessarily feel like I could just say it in front right. of everybody. Right. So, um, so I definitely, as far as writing, I mean, that applies. I, I write less about my two older girls, but um, they're also attorneys and um, they work in a conservative world. They have professional careers and they've been like, mom, don't, um, you know, don't write about that. You know, I mean, and I'm like, I'm not going to write about that. Um, Gracie's world is a little bit more fun and carefree. You know, she's still, you know, finishing up college and um, she'll be getting married soon. I'm sure there'll be lots of fodder to write, you know, there, um, she's very glamorous and, um, you know, so I'm sure there'll be lots of fun with that. But, um, but I do, I do write about Emily Molly. In fact, I wrote, um, actually the last two, um, blogs I wrote happen to be about Molly, who's my most quiet, you know, um, probably my most private child. But I wrote back to back blogs about her recently, just because, um, that's just how it went. Uh, June 1st was her anniversary. And uh, so I wrote about her wedding and Jimmy walking her down the aisle. And then um, the following week we were in Florida as a family and she's pretty funny and said a couple funny things. And I wrote about that. So, um, cause sometimes people are like, we never hear about Molly. Um, but you know, she is very, she is very private. She lives in New York city. So I, I don't, um, you know, I don't get to write about her as much. Um, Emily just had a baby, our oldest. And so uh, I write about him. Um, and her, you know, but then I also, uh, try to respect her struggle, you know, as she's trying to become a new mom and, you know, I don't, I could certainly do lots of eye rolling and, uh, you know, but, um, I'm actually at her house right now. When I got here, I thought, Ooh, she keeps candy and went into her pantry <laughs> and she had, um, beet chips. Oh, I was like, mommy needs a snack. What are, what, what? I'm like, who are you uh, back to this nature nurture thing? Who keeps beet chips? Was, she had all this organic food in the house. I'm like, I need a snack. 
Where's your chocolate? Yeah, anyway. when you're um, chocolate, a beet chips just not going to do it. No, what the <laughs> heck? And mommy is like living on three hours sleep. Um, James and Tommy are boys. They do not read anything that I write. I've been, um, I've been featured on Huffington Post and I was interviewed on NPR. And um, every now and then, I, James, uh, James told me um, he knew I must have written something about him because he was going down the halls of his high school. and. Um, People were like, hey, your mom's blog was so funny. Tell your mom, hey. And his <laughs> girls were saying, hey, tell your mom I'm following her on Twitter. And he said a couple teachers started snickering when he walked in. Oh, and no. I had, I had written a, a, a post about him throwing a party when Jimmy and I went out of town and um, the, uh, us sending a, a neighbor over to bust it up before the cops came. Oh, and that uh, was unauthorized, obviously. You're not allowed to throw parties for underage drinkers in my home when I'm out of town. Right. But anyway, um, no, no duh. Um, so, um, <laughs> so he deserved anyway, being, he deserved uh, that. He deserved and, what um, he got. <laughs> he deserved that. All my blog posts are named after a song. So that was called let the good times roll. Um, so anyway, um, but he said, I figured you wrote something about me. I could tell the teachers were making comments and, um, all that. And, and then, and, and, and Tommy knows I write about him too. They had a, um, a prom, they got on the prom bus not long ago. And he said, as he and his date got on the bus to go to prom, some of the moms were taking pictures and the mom Razzi, and they were saying, Tommy, tell you a ginger snapped. We said, we love her. <laughs> and so, and he was acting like mom. It was so embarrassing, but I think he kind of liked it. That's so. cool. But they don't read what I write. They don't even read their school assignments. They're, they both are in <laughs> English classes and they read spark notes. So until SparkNotes starts um, uh, condensing my work, um, I don't have to worry about the boys reading anything I write. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I probably don't have to worry about that with my son either. I have to be real careful with my middle child, though. She's very sensitive and I think probably is going to be very private, won't want to. I mean, she loves, she's funny. She loves attention in a positive way, but I think it would be horrifying to her if I wrote about anything embarrassing. And then my youngest, she wants to be a, a famous singer. She's been a rock star since she was like three and that's what she, yeah. I see a Courtney Love-esque type. Uh, oh yeah. Type she's, you know, so she may tell you embellish. <laughs> she might say, hey, yes. embellish and exaggerate, yes. please. I need you Make to Make me tougher. <laughs> I need you to prop, prop up my fame. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? She's so sweet. She, um, she has a boyfriend. She, um, <laughs> my six-year-old. <laughs> And she has decided when she's 18, she is marrying this little boy. And she's so excited today. I, I actually, she she's been asking for a play date with him, asking, asking. And I, um, I actually contacted his mom and said, it's book launch day on Tuesday. Can, can Karis come have a play date with Christian? She's been begging to get together with him. And, um, and so I told her and she got so excited. She picked out her clothes last night. I mean, she's just oh, like, I've got to wear this. I've got to do this. That's adorable. And, and that's so cute. That's and she, so she told cute. me, she was like, mommy, you know, I'm not, when I'm, when I marry Christian, I'm not going to have a kitten or kittens. And I was like, okay. And she said, do you know why? And she said, well, he's allergic to cats. And I was like, oh, you're oh, so sweet. You're so, so sensitive. A lot of women don't care about that by the time they're married. They're like, I'm getting my kitties anyway. That's right. You can't get me away from my kitten. Yes, oh, that's so cute. power to her. She was a, a one pound, 10 ouncer. And she is 
ever. Oh, yes. Oh my is, gosh. Uh, pure power. <laughs> pure Good for power. her. Probably because she had to learn how to fight, you know, Probably at an early go. age. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Leslie, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, we've literally gone from crying tears down our faces with each other to laughing hysterically. I'm at a crybaby. But well, with good reason, but I, I am, I don't know what made you decide to send me that message to ask if you could jump on board at the last minute, but I'm so glad that you did. And your story just adds a really, really fun component to the Lose the Cape, a nothing but a teen thing book. And just so you know, Leslie and I are already talking about a future collaboration together. So I'm really excited about about what that will turn into. So stay tuned on that. But um, if you are watching us live and haven't gone to get your copy of the book yet, um, it's it's a fun book, whether you're not at the teen and tween stage yet and just on your way there. Um, it's packed full of information you probably haven't thought about yet. If you're already in the teen stage, you might learn some lessons or think about things in a different way than what you've already been thinking about. Um, and if you're past the teenagers, it might just bring you some good laughs of times that you've gone through, or you may have yes. a friend that you can give it to. But That's right. this book has been so much fun. I have loved getting to know the stories behind our contributors and really finding a new tribe of of, of internet friends <laughs> and yeah. now co-authors yes and um, sisters yeah thanks leslie buy the book bye <laughs> love y'all <laughs>